Hello everyone, this is Fahim Jackson and this is episode 84 of my podcast show, In The Know. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. I am also using this platform to ask questions and try my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following episode introduction speech is for the topic of the day. The introduction speech is regarding, are you ready to be turned at the gates of heaven? A difficult realization to grasp hold of is the idea of life after death. What's more difficult is if one is being denied entry. That is the greatest fear of a believer in heaven after we die. You walk this fine line all through life just to be denied? It's almost as if everything you have done up to that point was for nothing. Yet you can't help but accept the fact that you may not get in. So what if? Are you ready to be turned at the gates of heaven? Let's look at heaven. My great-grandmother used to always talk about her God calling her home. And when I say this, I am referring to heaven, the land of milk and honey, a place that exists where everyone lives in eternal bliss for the roads paved in gold. This is the final resting place of all life on earth. But there is a catch to heaven. Everyone does not get access to heaven. Because since this place is eternal, who will have the entirety of your life on earth put on trial? And without an inability, sorry, without an ability to gain access, where does the soul go? The soul will fall into limbo if hell is not a second selection. For me, my views on heaven are more figurative than literal. And I will discuss this later in the episode. And ask yourself a question. Who is in charge? Who will you be answering to? You're going to be answering to the man in charge. God, the controller. The controller. This is the person you must impress in order to get into heaven. You don't see God's face. What you will get is an idea of the voice of God. He will outline all the things in your life that you have done. All the good and the bad will be weighed to see if you qualify for entry. And if God feels that you have earned your entry into heaven, then he will proceed forward in accepting you. Now God is known as a man who sees all and knows all. He will scroll through the deeds of your life and sins that you have committed. He often forgives depending on the sin that was committed. Because then again, not everyone gains entry into heaven. And that is to hurt. And that has to hurt that you didn't so much on earth and now you're getting denied at the gates so you have to look at yourself and wonder what did i truly do that kept me out well there are any rules well are there any rules to getting into heaven because through christianity at least you can repent and be forgiven by god the bible has sins but there is no real list that is spoken of let's say there are rules How about outlining those rules? Rules to enter. Let's assume that God had rules outlined that we did 
not know about? How would God go about addressing our lives? Because we don't know about the typical thou. Well, we know about the typical thou should not kill, commit adultery, and coveting thy neighbor's wife. But how about a list of things we don't know that God watches to check us? He opens the scroll and start from the beginning. He asks about the friend who stole when we was an adolescent that he did not say anything about, knowing it was wrong. Or cheating he did in school all the way through college. We know you shouldn't steal, but what about enabling others around you? We know about cheating in relationships. What about cheating in school? A system in school designed to give people a fair advantage, but you decided to get over on the system. How about gluttony as a sin? But what about overfeeding your children to where they cannot live a productive life as an adult? Most people wouldn't think about this because it's not something they did to themselves. Yet what do you do to God's children you do to him? And knowing gluttony is a sin, why push that on God's children before they're of age to choose? Are there any other sins that could affect your ability to gain entry into heaven? Well, of course there are. What about excessive fun and partying? We spend so much of our youth turning up that we lose time we can never get back. This costs us jobs, ability to build relationships, and families. Wasting time and talent could also be seen as sinful because you not only rob yourself, but people around you who invested in your future. In this time period, you also have people fornicating, which is hurting ability to pair bond. But are all these really important for not allowing access into heaven? For me, no. But higher power has different rules. Your life on a scroll. I was born on September 20th, 1987 in Wisconsin. And once I was school age, I went to Jefferson Lighthouse Elementary School in Racine, Wisconsin. After leaving this elementary school, I went to a Walden Three Middle School, then off to high school at the real school, high school. Graduated from high school, I initially was off to college in South Carolina before coming back home for school. Upon leaving undergraduate school, I found myself in New York City at the New York Institute of Technology. My master's degree program was a few years, and now I was off into the real world. Working part-time jobs and trying to gain my footing, I found myself hit by the pandemic of 2020. Now working for Amazon, I'm working on my hopeful freelance work. All of what I've done is my educational and work-related experience. As for my personal life, I was a vibrant young child all through my middle school years. As for college, I started to decline mentally coming through my 20s. But there was a turnaround coming into my 30s. Now I'm getting help for these problems. This is my life so far on a scroll for God to acknowledge. There's not been much I have done that God would be upset about. So as for me, I should be good for heaven. Well, at least I feel so. But can you honestly say your life is all good on the scroll? Access denied. As for my scroll, I am pretty sure I would get accepted. But what about the people who are not as confident? Because can you imagine being at that pearly gates, being told you would not be getting in? It is almost as if the entirety of your life was for nothing. And of course, if people knew this, they would have lived differently. But then again, I thought God forgives. How is it that God is denying you entry into heaven when he is supposed to be so forgiving? Well, some things just cannot be forgiven. Such as what? I don't know. 
harming children, this is always an almost guarantee that you will not get through the gates. Gatekeepers. When observing the door into heaven, are there any people who can vouch for you? Meaning anyone on the inside who can aid in getting you your ticket in? What if there was a relative that could talk to God on the other side of the gate and convince him to give you access? This would show that you had an impact on someone enough where God listened to them. But if God sees all and knows all, wouldn't he know this already? The answer is yes, he would. But might wait him, but might wait himself for someone to come up and speak for you. This could further prove to be something that impresses God to allow you access into heaven. Prepare for the queue line. Understand something, people. The line into heaven is very long. And when I say long, I mean long. People in the queue line are having to be addressed by God regarding their lives prior to death. So standing there, be prepared and come with questions because you will be in a position to answer questions. Meaning, standing there and waiting, what are you preparing yourself to be told? Are you waiting for God to tell you that you are not getting in? Are you scared about what the outcome might be? Are you surrounded by other people who are just as scared as you? Which is funny because you are going to be in line with all these people, not knowing what to expect. Trust me, I understand. I'd be terrified if I were walking into the unknown. All this work on earth, and this is my make or break moment. But just hold on. Don't count yourself too soon. You never know. God might surprise you. Reincarnation as a second chance. You get to the gates, and God looks at you and goes over everything that you have done. Then he looks at you and says, No, you have not given me a reason to allow you access. So you can be stuck in limbo or go to hell. Then again, there is another option. Well, it could be dependent on your belief system. You could be thrust back on earth and reincarnated as someone else. But what happens when you are born to someone else? You're never going to come back as you again. So you're coming back to earth as someone else. Maybe less likable. You were born wealthy and squandered your life away. So you know what? You have to come back as a poor man and claw your way out of poverty. That sucks. But look at the bright side. You will never know that in your former life you were rich. Maybe if you make it out of poverty, God will look over your new life and allow you to come into heaven. That is if you have learned from this new life, because it is easy to screw your life up once again. So hopefully, this does not transpire. Hellbound. What happens when you have fallen out of favor with God? And I don't mean you get another shot at life. You are not even going to be in limbo. What you will be doing is headed to hell. God has seen something that does not warrant a decision to allow you access. And this is the scariest realization of most people. We are taught in religion as a young child that if we are not good at favor with God, we will be sent to hell. This is underworld where we eat when we use spoons too big to eat or air to breathe that is limited where you're barely able to function. This type of penalty is meant to taunt you. You are going to be taunted for an eternity because of the things you have done on earth. Now, there may be this open door in order to get out of hell. That is going to take a lot of work to accomplish. 
you're going to be doing something serious, overcompensating to get out of hell. Symbolism, not realism. Let's look at how we assume going to underworld is a real place. We think of heaven as a real place, but maybe these places hold some type of symbolic meaning that we use to make sense of the world around us. Hell could be a place that is more internal to the person, meaning when you are living in a life that is filled with depression, anxiety, hurt, pain, hate, and rejection. There is a hell that you are experiencing that is way worse than after death. You don't know what might happen after you die, but you know about life here. This is guaranteed, but not when you die. What else are symbols that are here in heaven and hell? How are you judged by God once you get to heaven? That queue line that you stand in to get into heaven could serve as a place in line in life, waiting for your turn to live a good life. So as you can see, symbolism is not always what is real. We use these places between God and evil to make sense of the world. Heaven is here on earth. Let's be clear about, clear about something. The religious views on after we die are not necessarily my views, because there are religious view, beliefs. Then there are logical views on the world. We need to realize that a lot of godly views are making sense of the world by enticing us with life after death. Once we accept the life after death stories, we live our lives in a better way. Because who wants to die and go to hell? So we try to be as heavenly on earth as possible. Now for the people who believe in heaven after death, they're going to be apprehensive about no heaven. Try convincing believers that heaven is here on earth. Not everyone is living their best life. So what do you do for these groups of people? The answer is to allow them to maintain their faith base. So as long as it does not cause any harm physically or mentally, who am I to say what gets people through the day? And with this end statement, why we have to know, what if you're denied access into heaven? I've always heard the elders talk about the last days and how Jesus will return to save the masses. If you ask me personally, I can't say whether or not there is an afterlife, but I will say this, life is guaranteed. I know this life. What happens later is unknown. But let's say for a second there is a heaven and you're trying to gain access. Can you say your life was righteous enough to enter? Or will God hold off on letting you inside? We all would like to think we are good people. Very few will admit to being bad. Whatever the case may be, no one wants to experience hell. No matter if it's in the physical sense, after death, or here on earth. Thank you for listening to In The Know. Now I'll be bringing you another episode regarding religion. The topic will be about asking the question, what if you had to go through Jesus, Moses, and Muhammad to get into heaven?